Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestle Life Radio's Indie Focus. This is a show where we sit down with someone who is working or has worked in independent wrestling and we learn more about them. Hashtag support indie wrestling. This is our eighth Indie Focus episode and we're sitting here with the notorious Mimi. How you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me on, Matt. Oh yeah, we're really glad you're here. We appreciate you taking time out of your day. I mean, no one's really too busy right now anyway, so I'm <laughs> glad to be here. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty true. That's pretty true. So I know we chatted for way too long before we actually got started. <laughs> we probably should have just hit record. But before we actually get into the wrestling, <laughs> tell me a little bit about you. What do you like to do for fun? Well, mostly, honestly, in my time I was wrestling before this, but right now I've just been spending a lot of time outside before I started wrestling, I rode horses when I was younger, and I am currently still in high school, so I spend a lot of my time, unfortunately, doing online schoolwork right now. Wait a minute. You're still in high school and you're wrestling? Yes, I am 17. Wow, that's crazy. I saw you post online talking about voting, and you're like, I can't vote. And I'm like, oh, she must be like 20. But <laughs> I'm, you, know, you can vote at 18, so I, yep. my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah. I had, I had no idea. That's really cool. So we're going to get into the wrestling, even though we're not really doing it now. But if you're only 17, how long have you been wrestling? So I started training on November. I'm very bad at this date specifically. It's like November, somewhere in the tens of 2017. Okay. So I've been wrestling for three years this November. Wow. So you started really young. I did. I, I'm, yeah, I'm moving forward too fast. So forgive me. We'll definitely talk about that. But that's just so interesting to me. I just, I wanted to know now, to be honest with you. <laughs> so tell me about, so you said you, you've really been wrestling for a long time. You used to ride horses. Now I'm from South Alabama. A lot of the girls that I went to high school with did barrel racing. Is that what you did? So no, I rode English style and mostly what I did actually growing up was fox hunting, which hear me out, it's not as violent as it sounds. It is you chase the foxes with hounds, but you do not actually aim to kill the foxes they just uh, run back to their dens. It used to be uh, old-fashioned way you would kill the foxes because they would eat the farmer's chickens. This is a very, like, odd, long-winded rant, but, like, they used to ch actually try to kill the foxes, but now it's just, like, a for sport, you just chase them back to their dens, and that was the type of riding I did growing up, which is more English-style rather than Western. Okay, so that's really cool. Like, that, <laughs> that's really, really awesome, actually. So I don't... I don't feel bad at all. You don't ever have to apologize. As I said, I'm from <laughs> South Alabama, so we hunted and killed and ate everything. So no, <laughs> no, no problem there. So you, you, if you were from New Jersey, you said, correct? Uh, born in Pennsylvania. I just moved out here like this year. Now, is is that something that's normal in Pennsylvania? Like, do a lot of people do like like horse like do the horse stuff and like the fox hunting? Is that regular? I wouldn't call it particularly normal. It was just right around the area I lived in. I'd say it's fairly common because we're more out in the countryside. Really interesting. Okay. That's that's super cool. Like, I've asked a lot of people that question. And, like, I've gotten some really cool answers, but not not that cool. That's really cool, Mimi. Like, that's that's super awesome. That's cool. So let's let's get into wrestling. And my first question uh, is, did you watch a lot of wrestling growing up? But apparently you're still growing up because you're in high school. <laughs> but have you watched a lot of wrestling in your life? Ironically, actually, no. I didn't start watching wrestling until 
about January of 2016. The first what? Yeah, this is crazy. (laughs) So the first time I ever saw wrestling was like right around the Royal Rumble of 2016. My sister actually found it on YouTube and showed it to me and was like, "Look at this. This is really cool." But I never like watched it growing up or anything like that. So it didn't really take me that long to realize, like, oh, this is something I want to do. That is so cool. So is your sister a fan of wrestling? She is, yes. So she is the probably the person that got you into wrestling. I would say, yeah. She had never seen it before then either, but after she discovered it, she got me into it really fast too, and we're both fans. That is so cool. Does your sister also wrestle? She does not, no. She is a much more normal, much smarter person, so she has saved her brain <laughs> and is getting a college degree right now. Well, that's super cool. That is super cool. So who are who are some of your favorites? And I'm sure you probably have a lot of favorites that are friends of yours, but give me like a, a mainstream WWE, AEW, New Japan type people. Who do you look up to that you, you know, you'd love to be able to to work with sometime or you like kind of model yourself after uh, people that are either retired or back on the Indies that are main sh- that were mainstream. I'd probably say Victoria and, mm-hmm. a- and AJ Lee, but the people I really enjoy on TV right now, I would say Sasha Banks, uh, the entire group of angel Garza, Lena Vega and on. Oh, they're so good. They're, they're so the workhorses right now. And then, also, uh, Rey Mysterio is really good, even though he hasn't been on for a couple weeks, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So, Victoria and AJ Lee, first of all, I, I love those names. <laughs> They're both absolutely incredible. So, it sounds like to me that even though you started watching wrestling in 2016, you've done your homework, right? I mean, I've tried to. I can't say I've gotten really, like, back into, like, the 70s and 80s well, but once we start hitting, like, 95, I'm good. Yeah, did you have you had the opportunity to see any of Victoria in uh, TNA? I have actually. She was really good. Absolutely incredible in TNA. I uh, I loved her in WWE, but at that time that was you know the divas yeah. kind of thing. So she didn't get she didn't get what she deserved. We'll no, say that really she really got something special as Tara. I know what you mean. Oh yeah, yeah. She was so so good as Tara. So yeah, I really like to hear those names. This is really cool. They're they're both two of my favorite as well. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I've am i really looked up to them for a little while now. That's great. So you got into wrestling in 2016, mm-hmm. and you started wrestling in 2017. Yes. So when you first, so when you saw the very first Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. was that the moment where you're like, man, I'm going to try this? Or did some sort of other opportunity present itself? So the man, I want to try this moment for me, the first one there's not really a definitive date for was just the first time I realized that like they had a women's division and women wrestled because the first like feud I saw on YouTube was like the Roman Reigns authority feud. So like there's not really any women wrestling in that. But when I first started seeing the feud building up to WrestleMania 32, and then I would say, the WrestleMania 32 triple threat with Charlotte, Sasha, and Becky was where I was really like, dang, this is something I want to do with my life. That's really cool. And that was that was an amazing match, too. They honestly stole the whole night, in my opinion. Absolutely. Yeah, it was absolutely incredible. In my opinion, that is the setup for the WrestleMania main event. Like, if, Because of that match, the main event happened. That, that makes total sense to me, I would say. Yeah. So they... They got a big opportunity that night with bringing a new women's title, and then they beyond delivered. Yeah, 100%. So where did you train? 
Uh, I started training at the Monster Factory, run by Danny Cage in Paulsboro, New Jersey. Uh-huh. And I'd probably say for the first, like, because I was literally 14 at this time, for the right. first, like, four or five months, I didn't bump. All I did was lock up, chain wrestle, and stuff like that. So I was just learning the, like, absolute basics to make sure I was down-packed and safe. That's really cool. I'm surprised that they take people so young. I didn't know. Like, you, you know, you hear of big superstars, like, oh, they started training at 14. But yeah. I just always kind of imagine it as, like, in someone's backyard. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty difficult to get in that young. You have to have, like, a lot of, like, really good support system. Because, obviously, I couldn't drive myself. And at this point, the Monster Factory was an hour away from where I lived. So I was really lucky to have two supportive parents who were willing to drive me, like, two hours a night just to go train for about two hours. That isn't, yeah, that's a really, really cool blessing to have when you have parents that support you. That's really cool. Yeah. Now, did you do anything? I know you said you did some horse racing and stuff. Did you play any sports or, or like do any gymnastics or anything to kind of prepare you for wrestling when you were younger? So I've like ran track more or less throughout, like from middle school and into the first two years of high school. Um, mostly hurdling, long jump, uh, and sprinting. And then besides that, not really any organized sports. I have kind of poor, like, hand-eye coordination for, like, typical team sports, I would say. I played field hockey for a year and was thoroughly bad at it. Right. (laughs) So the more uh, independent sports are definitely for me. (laughs) I gotcha. I understand. So you were already an athlete when you stepped into the ring, basically, even though you were young. Yeah, I would say more or less I knew what I was getting into with, like, the physicality minus maybe bumping. No one really expects bumping. Yeah, that's what everyone – I have not had a single interview yet where someone's like, man, like, bumping hurts so much. And, like, I've never done it. So, like, I I kind of want to. I'll be 34 next month. I'm like, am I too old to bump? No, not. You'll be fine. (laughs) Oh, that's great. That's great. So before you actually, before you have a match, mm-hmm. do you have any rituals that you do? Um, I have to think about this. I stretch always, which isn't really a ritual more so than it is like a precaution. Just right. because I don't want to like tear anything. I feel like I do stretches that maybe aren't like wrestling based, but I find myself doing like my track warmups backstage. Okay. Out of habit. Um, I guess I could call my show makeup a ritual because it takes about an hour, so you have to give that some justification. Um, yeah. But besides that, not really. Okay. Now, when you say track warm-ups, I have no idea what that is. So is that just a specific type of stretching? Yeah, it's just like a lot of dynamic stretching and doing stuff like high knees and like just a bunch of different stretches in like a certain order. <laughs> I gotcha. Okay, cool. So... How old were you when you had your first match? Oh, geez. I think I was, it was the October of the year I was 16. Oh, my gosh. So you have trained for about two years now at at this time. Mm -hmm. And you're about to have your first match in front of a crowd, I assume. Mm -hmm. Yes. What, what's going through your head? Well, thankfully, I didn't have too much time to overthink it, actually, because my first match was never really announced to be my match or anything like that. It happened because there was a different women's match booked on the Monster Factory show, 
and one of the girls' cars actually broke down, so she couldn't get to the show, so, like, two hours beforehand, someone who had to, like, try and help fix the show up just came up to me and was like, do you have gear with you? I was like, uh, yeah. And he was like, cool, you're wrestling someone on the pre-show. I was like, okay, that's happening. That is so cool. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun, and honestly, I think in some ways it was good, because I still had enough time to, like, go over my match and think about what was happening, but I didn't have so much time to be like, oh my god, I'm wrestling, I'm wrestling, I'm wrestling, I'm wrestling, what am I gonna do? Right. So, how did, how did your match turn out? I gotta be honest, every single, like, match I had for probably, like, the first three months that I was wrestling in front of crowds, I think they went fine, but I also, like, totally blacked out during them. So, like... Really? Yeah, it's this weird thing where whenever I get back from, like, wrestling, I would had been so nervous the whole time that, like, I don't remember them at all. Interesting. Like, no recollection. It doesn't happen anymore. Like, I can remember all of my recent matches fine, but just for those first couple months, I was always, like, so, like, da 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 And it probably didn't help that I suck at hydrating, so my brain is probably <laughs> angry at me, but... I can't remember my first match very well, I'll be honest. I have, like, two tiny memories from it, and that's it. That's so crazy. So you you obviously were very, very nervous, I assume. I was, yeah. I'd say that's a fair assumption. (laughs) (laughs) Do you still get nervous when you are about to start a match? I'd say I have, like, the positive adrenaline now, but not, like, the, like, super nerve, like, that kind of, like, distracts you from it. I still get a little bit of butterflies, because I'm just really excited, and, like, I don't know. I don't think I get, like, nervous anymore, though. Okay. Okay. So, tell me about your favorite match that you've ever had, and tell me why it was your favorite. Mm-hmm. I, I, mm, trying to decide which one is my, is my, like, total favorite is kind of hard, because there's, like, the sentimental reason, and then, like, the I actually liked this match reason. So, the one that I, like, totally liked the most, I would say was probably me versus Ali Rex for the, they were bringing back the SWF Women's Championship. And okay. reason that's like my favorite wrestling wrestling match is we got like, I think we got like 14 or 16 minutes. So we were in there for a while and we really got to like show off what both of us can do and she's super fit. And so we got to like just go the whole time. And also like the crowd was super into it. And then from a sentimental standpoint, I'd say it was, uh, me versus Gabby Ortiz at Turkey Slam for the Monster Factory because I won the title. That's really cool. Yeah. So is that the first title you've ever won? It was the first title I've ever won, yes. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I did a little bit of research mm-hmm. before we actually started, uh, before the interview. And mm-hmm. I've seen you wrestle at, under a couple different personas. Mm-hmm. So I think your your most recent one is the wrestling's number one angel, right? With the angel wings. Yes, that is correct. But before we get into that, and I don't know how many you've had, and you can tell me. But I saw a match where like you were almost dressed like a creepy little girl, and you were carrying this guy on your back like a doll. So at the Monster Factory, we have this thing called Factory Fridays, and they're alternate universe based. So the reason it appears that I've had about twenty seven gimmicks is we have shows with specific themes. So the one you're referring to is a horror movie-themed show, and I was the bride of Chucky, carrying Chucky around. Okay, By yep. the way, my shoulders were sore. That was a lot oh, of carrying people around. But, um, so I've, yeah, I've more or less been the bride of Chucky. I've been 
Pad Mimi as opposed to Padme. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, what else have I done? I've been Mimi McGregor, which was just a have whatever weird character you want, which honestly might be my personal favorite. The fake <laughs> tattoos lasted a couple days, and I really was a fan of that. Um, that's cool. Yeah, I think that's all they had, because then they started getting cancelled, unfortunately, but I'm looking forward to the Attitude Era one when we come back. Oh, that's gonna be great. Now, I saw you, because I saw the Padme picture on your Instagram, Yeah, I see you in, like, a, a Lara Croft, a Lara Croft the cosplay. Yeah, 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 yeah. We had a video game-themed show. That's awesome! Yeah, it was a ton. That's really cool. That sounds really cool. So, so basically, wrestling's number one angel is that's your actual gimmick then. So I didn't really have like a clear actual gimmick. I'd say probably for like the first like six months I was wrestling, like I was the notorious Mimi, but I didn't have like something that made me very identifiable. The angel wings actually came from I had a show right around Halloween, and I just wanted to do something like fun and unique for that. But, like, after I put up the pictures and I looked at them myself and everyone was like, I've never seen someone do this before. You should keep it. I was like, you know what? You're right. Because I really like going out in them and I just thought they, like, looked really different. So I ended up keeping them and they became part of my gimmick. It's really cool. It does give you a unique look. Yeah, I think it totally, like, makes you stand out from everyone else because a lot of people have, like, ring jackets or, like different like hats and stuff for their gimmicks but i don't see a ton of wings going around yeah that's super cool so tell me a little bit about the word notorious and the nickname notorious <laughs> how did you come up with that are you a big fan um well his songs are very good that actually isn't where it came from um, <laughs> it's an inside joke that started with just because i have red hair obviously you've seen this you know this but right um, my mom is a huge fan of Conor McGregor. She thinks he's great. And his thing is, like, he's the notorious Conor McGregor. So the running joke is he's my actual biological father because no one in my family has red hair. <laughs> <laughs> has red hair. So there's got to be some explanation. I don't see any better one than Conor McGregor's my real dad. So that's how Notorious came to my life. I think, uh, I think that's legit. You know, uh, Paul White, the big show, when he was in WCW, he was supposedly, not really obviously, yeah. but he was booked as the son of Andre the Giant. So maybe you can be the daughter of Conor McGregor. I think you might just have to get, you might have to get his blessing if you uh, make it mainstream. Yeah, I don't think that'd go over too much. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So do you really like, do you prefer to work as with with angels wings regular shows or do you really like those monster shows which do you prefer oh that's kind of hard to say i'm leaning actually a little bit towards the like factory friday alternate universe shows for yeah. one reason and that's actually for a few reasons one i love a good costume and it's really fun to like find all the stuff to put together like a different concept for each like show i do and two I don't normally get to wrestle like the other guys I train with on normal shows, but on alternate universe, it's kind of anything goes. So I get to wrestle the guys that I train with more so than most of the girls that wrestle at the monster factory shows train elsewhere. So it's like nice to get to wrestle the people that you're always around. That's really cool. So when, when you guys do your regular shows, it's, you don't have a lot of intergender matches is what you're saying. Yeah, I got to be in one kind of recently, but for the most part, it's just like the women's division is separate. Yeah. 
So I have seen, and correct me if I'm wrong, mm. I believe I've seen you work as both face and heel. Is that right? I very rarely work as heel, but I have, and primarily, like, a ton of face work. Do you prefer one to the other? Um, so I have, like, an answer that I feel like might be a little bit of a cop-out answer, but when I'm actually wrestling, I totally prefer being a face, because you get to do all the flashy stuff and, like, have fun and be like, ah, and, like, actually, like, yeah. off of, like feed off of the crowd's cheers. But as a manager, there is nothing nothing I love more than being a heel because you just get to get people so angry at you and like I don't know there's something so satisfying because you don't have to focus on what you're doing like in a match if you're a manager so I don't have to focus on anything besides making people angry and (laughs) that just there's something so gratifying about that I'm not gonna lie that's really cool yeah I I've heard that answer a lot you know (laughs) I think more people actually prefer working heel than face just because they like to mess with people yeah that's that's part of why i try and work face is just because i think in general it's like there are a lot of people that prefer working heels so i'm trying to work with that i got you i totally understand so i'm gonna ask you a loaded question and a lot of people have a hard time answering this one so feel free to take some time if you need to okay if you could wrestle anybody Mm -hmm. from any point in wrestling history Mm -hmm. who would it be and why I'm still here. This is just... I know. (laughs) You're fine. Um, I don't like it. (laughs) Everyone. Um, I'd probably say China. Because... Oh, that's a good answer. She is, A, obviously iconic. B, like, I don't feel like I get to wrestle a ton of, like, really, really, like, strong people who... I feel like I could do, like, a super wide variety of moves in that, and she could too, so it'd be, like, a very different match from what you normally get to see. Yeah. And also just, like, she's such an inspiration, and she's so talented, of course, and also because then you can, like, get DX involved, and who doesn't want DX involved? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, I'd say China. China's so special because she broke, I mean, she broke barriers. She was basically the reason that you had intergender matches in that in that time frame. I mean, she's just so good. Definitely. And she was the first woman in the Royal Rumble. She, she did a lot of things that um, I think sometimes get overlooked, which is a sad, a sad fact. She also definitely shuts down everyone's comments of, like, I can't, like, enjoy intergender wrestling because it's not, like, practical or it doesn't seem, like, plausible that the girl can win to me. I'm like, well, look at China. you got to believe that she right. can beat some guys up, right? Like- 100%. 100%. So let's, let's, let's talk about that for a second because mm-hmm. I've, I've had some interesting conversations with uh, some other people. Yeah. What are your thoughts on intergender wrestling? Um, I think it's really great, and I can see why, like, from an outside perspective, it can make people somewhat uncomfortable, but, like, as an actual wrestler, I think it almost makes you safer than because, like, you're wrestling someone who's so much bigger than you that you always know that they're going to, like, have an easier time catching you and picking you up and, like, throwing you and, like, like protecting your head and stuff like that. I feel, like, totally safe always. And yeah. also just it if people expect you to, like, because there's always, like, this idea of knowing how to wrestle like the guys, quote-unquote. And I think there's no way to learn how to do that like the guys unless you actually get to, like, 
pick their brains and work against them in an actual like show situation. Yeah. So hey, that's really cool. Really like educational and you can learn just as much from that as any other match. Yeah, I agree too. So I have, I am a very old school wrestling fan. Gotcha. So at, at first I didn't even like this flippy wrestling. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> and fair. then I see Chris Jericho, who's one of my favorites of all time, go to AEW. And I'm like, well, let's check these guys out. And now th- it's my current favorite company. Um, and I absolutely love everything there. The and I'm like, match was yeah. So funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, well, I don't really want to see intergender wrestling. And then I see Kenny Omega and Riho versus, I think it was Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford on the boat. Yeah. And I'm like, my gosh, it's just perfect. Yeah. So as long as it's delivered well and done well, I'm all for it, man. And I see it all the time in indie wrestling, and it works so well here. So I think yeah. if it's done properly, I don't think I want to see it in WWE because I don't trust them to I do it. I don't trust them either. I think, they, yeah. <laughs> I think they got all of the taste of intergender wrestling they needed when they had, like, Becky Lynch get end of dazed by Baron Corbin and then had her, like, beat up James Ellsworth. That was all we needed. Right, exactly. Yeah, we're good. We're good with that. It's all that we need. But yeah, I... Uh, T, I could see T doing it right. Yeah, exactly. And like they teased, what, Dean Ambrose versus Nia Jax before <laughs> Dean moved to AEW and became John Moxley? Like, I would have been okay with that. She's as big as he is. And they teased Nia and Otis at Money in the Bank. Yeah. Maybe uh, Dean Ambrose moved to AEW just because he didn't want to be the next one to get injured. Oh my gosh! You, you are a girl after my own heart. That is absolutely perfect. You didn't absolutely hear from perfect. me. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, you're not afraid to say anything either. I love it, Mimi. You're great. So tell me, I know right now we can't see you wrestle anywhere because nothing's happening. But when things get back up and running, where can we see you wrestle? Well, actually, it's not as far as one would think. I'm wrestling on June 20th at a drive-in. Wow. It's a drive-in show, so there's only one car space actually left available. Because they had 22 and 21 of them are already sold. But there's a drive-in show for TCW in Bayville, New Jersey. And I am in a fatal four-way for the new TCW Women's Championship. Wow, that's really cool. Who, do you know who you're wrestling yet? I'm wrestling Vicious Vicky, Debbie Kane, and Gemma Juliana. That's really awesome. Well, good luck. Thank you. I'm super, super excited. I'm Slightly nervous, but I'm super excited to get back into the ring. I've missed it really Oh, yeah. Badly. I bet. I bet. So tell me, you're also an intergender champion for another company, correct? I am. It's a Kickstart My Heart Wrestling out in primarily Minnesota. Okay. That's super cool. That's super cool. And tell us how we can find you on social media as well. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at the Notorious Mimi, on Twitter at Notorious underscore Mimi, and on Facebook as Amelia Her. And do you have uh, you have a T-shirt available as well, correct? I do. It's on the What a Maneuver store. Okay, and I believe that is whatamaneuver.net forward slash collections forward slash the dash notorious dash Mimi. But to make it easy, just check out your Instagram because I see the link right there. Dang, you're better at plugging my stuff than I am. Wow. <laughs> I've had a lot of practice, and I'm also sitting here looking at it. So. <laughs> All right, that's fair. You've got the script. <laughs> <laughs> 100 percent 100 percent well mimi i've really appreciated talking to you this has been a lot of fun me too thank you so much yeah absolutely now before we leave mm-hmm. do you have any cool stories you want to tell um i'm trying to think about what i should go with here okay you're welcome to tell more than one if you want to it won't offend me at all 
Oh, I'm gonna tell a dumb story instead of a cool story. So okay, dumb's great. Dumb is perfect. It's there's nothing more entertaining. So me and I think it was like seven other guys who train at the Monster Factory were going up to a show in Massachusetts, and the promoter texts us beforehand and is like, "Hey, can you bring your ring bell?" Nothing's wrong with this, right? Like, if you bring your ring bell, you're just helping someone out. So we brought up a ring bell. This is a great company, by the way. This is nothing bad on them. This is us being stupid. So okay. we bring the ring bell up to New England All-Stars. They use it. Everything goes well. The promoter, like, we just all leave. We forget that we br- brought our ring bell and gave it to him. We just all leave and go, like, to the hotel that we're at that's, like, I think, like, 30 minutes away and the promoter lives like 40 minutes the other direction so the next day we wake up and we're all like oh my god we don't have the ring bell which I oh, no. very specifically like hey please don't lose this so we had to drive like an hour the wrong direction go find the ring bell at the promoter's house which he wasn't even at at this point he was just like yeah i left it on the front porch so we had to like go try and guess which house was his and like this area we don't live in massachusetts like we don't know what we're doing and then we had like an extra hour for our drive back <laughs> oh that's a bummer man that's really funny though yeah it's a, it's a worthwhile story it was worth those two hours i was i'm very protective of my car so i was the one driving so like it's fine no harm no foul <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome oh my gosh well if you're in the area make sure to check out mimi uh can we see you online anywhere do you have any any youtube videos i know i know i've seen your matches on youtube but you have a channel yeah my youtube channel is just if you type in the notorious mimi it'll come up it's the only channel under that name awesome awesome and make sure to check her out on twitter and instagram at the notorious mimi and don't forget to check out her work maneuver as well which is also on instagram you can follow me at wrestle life matt on instagram and twitter you can follow us all at wrestle life radio on facebook and instagram and at wrestle life pod on twitter Ladies and gentlemen, we very much appreciate you. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Mimi, it has legitimately been a pleasure. <laughs> Thank you for spending this last half hour or so with us. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, 100%. We'll do it again. It'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> Sounds great. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much again. We definitely appreciate you, and we hope you have an absolutely wonderful day. <laughs>